Idleman Unplugged is part of the Edify Podcast Network. I want to see your face Pass me by the crowds of people The priests who sing your praise Hello, my name is Shane Idleman, and I'm the pastor of Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California. It is my personal heart and goal for you to see truth through a biblical perspective. I hope that you enjoy this segment of Idleman Unplugged. Welcome to this episode of Idle Men Unplugged, and we've got a topic here I've been wanting to to get out for quite a while. Uh, two men who I actually respect, uh, had, I don't have anything bad to say about them, other than the fact that I want to challenge some of what is being said, and that is Justin Peters and Costi Hinn. Uh, on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And Costi used to be involved with Benny Hinn ministry. So he saw a lot of stuff behind the scenes that, um, you know, gave him a lot of pause for concern, came out from, from that and wrote a book and, uh, just seems like a, a really good guy. I, we Facebooked back and forth, I think a few times, maybe a messenger. We'd love to have him on the podcast at some point. Same with Justin Peters. And actually I did re- reach out to Justin Peters and Todd Fry out Wretched Radio. And I can't remember another guy, uh, Spencer, Spencer Smith, possibly during the, um, Asbury revival to challenge a few things that were being said. And just to give you some of my background real quick, um, just you know, walked away from the Lord, came back at age 29, prodigal son, was into bodybuilding, uh, steroid abuse, alcoholism, just, you know, prodigal son fights. Uh, and it's taken a toll on my body for sure, especially now. And when I came back to the Lord, I just fully surrendered and cried out to God and the word of God came alive. I just couldn't get enough of the Bible, turned off my country music. Uh, bye-bye, George Strait, Alan Jackson, Tim McGraw, Conway Twitty. Uh, who was back now? George Strait, of course, Garth Brooks and the, the George Strait, of course, he stopped loving her today, uh, and just put on, uh, worship and God just changed my heart. And then, um, I actually opened up about it. Um, a pastor uh, comes out after 18 years. It's, it was in the news, you know, 18 years. I've, I, I remained silent on uh, a lot of the gifts of the spirit and especially tongues. And so here I am, this big 200 and, you know, I don't know, 50, 60 pound guy crying out to God. And I just started praising and worshiping and didn't know the language I was speaking. I wasn't faking it by any str- I was like, just, just so, uh, enamored by God and people say, well, that's just emotionalism. No, sir, you're experiencing the power and presence of God and you will get emotional. That's okay. Trust me. And so that, that's where that really started in my life. And that I've been exposed to genuine prophetic words, uh, genuine gifts of, of wisdom and healing. And so <clears throat> we don't interpret my, my, the Bible based on my experience, but we do interpret my experiences based on the Bible, as D. Martin Lloyd-Jones would say in his incredible book, Preachers and Preaching. And um, so my experiences lined up with Paul's experiences, lined up with the books of Book of Acts experiences. And so, um, but what we do, here's what, here's what happens. I'm going to boil it down for you briefly. Uh, and I've been around all kinds of Baptist, conservative Baptist, Pentecostal. I don't know if that really exists. I should should thought about that for a minute. Those who believe in the gifts who are Baptists, I've got really good friends that, that are there. And then, of course, Pentecostal from the day of Pentecost and, and, and uh, Foursquare, Calvary Chapel, Reformed. So I, I just love all genuine believers. You know, I call them call them brothers and sisters. So um, but what happens is you see a lot of things on TV and man, you don't want to be a part of it. Things on YouTube, you're like, oh, I don't want to be a part of it. You're kind of embarrassed, you know, how people misrepresent the Holy Spirit. And then there's a misunderstanding of the gifts. You know, the gift of healing, for example, isn't, you know, hey, 
I'm going to walk around the hospital and heal people. Now, will God prompt you and give you faith to maybe go to the hospital and visit people and let's see what he wants to do? Absolutely. But that's, that's, and they, they mock it like, well, you, why don't you go in the hospitals? Why don't you do that? Well, it's not a, it's, I'm not God. I'm, he's sovereign. He's not my butler at doing whatever he, he, I, I want him to do at my whim. I have to line my heart up with his heart and see what he wants to do through the power of the spirit. So that's number one. Number two is many of these people have never themselves experienced the power of the Holy Spirit. So you can call it the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the anointing, the unction, um, massive filling of the Holy Spirit, whatever it was, I received it. And a lot of people have received it. Uh, the book, they found the secret. I would encourage you to read that book. They found the secret. No, it's not about the secret on Oprah. It's about John Bunyan, John Wesley, Amy Carmichael, Hudson Taylor, Adoniah Jetson, uh, Whitfield maybe, um, but a lot of great men and women of God who received this mighty endowment of the Spirit's power, D.L. Moody, uh, years after conversion many times. And it's it's because they fully surrendered their life and they experienced this mighty movement of the Spirit. So I just feel for some of these guys because... They're, 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 the very thing they need is the very thing they're running from. Like, uh, you know, and if you're closed off to it, you will not, you'll have about a much, as much of God as you want. And it's not that you don't have all of the Holy Spirit. The question is, does he have all of you? So here's a dialogue they're having. I just want to comment on a few things. Uh, let's see if I can get this queued up and played. And they're talking about the gifts of spirit. I think healing. Well, as cessationists, we don't believe that God heals. And as a cessationist, Justin, you know, you don't believe in the Holy Spirit or you're putting the Holy Spirit in a box right? Uh, that you don't have the spirit. And another one would be that you're preaching a partial gospel. I've heard people call cessation heresy. Yeah, I've yeah. heard people say that you're outside evangelical borders and orthodoxy. If you say that you're a cessationist and I've heard people call it, you know, telling God what he is and what he is not. Now, what's interesting, if, if how long, depending on how long I want this podcast to be, I could pick apart every single one of those points he said, because it's not a full gospel. Um, and the full gospel, the gospel, the good news, Jesus came to save sinners, you repent and you believe and you're saved. That's the gospel. So what they're missing, I wouldn't say the, it's not the full gospel, but you're, you're, you're missing the full working of the Holy Spirit in your life by rejecting these gifts. And Justin's going to go on to say, Oh no, we believe in the gifts. Well, it's kind of misleading because you don't, you believe in the gifts, the administration gifts, the gift of teaching, preaching, administration helps, but you don't believe in the supernatural gifts. So, you know, you really don't believe in the gifts of the Holy spirit that many people talk about in regard to the um, supernatural gifts. So let's, let's listen a little bit longer. You would explain cessationism. First of all, well, sensationism, and I won't stop it too much. I don't like when people keep stopping it all the time. It's like, let's just play out. Cessationist, the word uh, ceasing, right? Ceasing. So the supernatural gifts of the Holy Spirit have ceased. And they say, uh, once we have the canonization of Scripture, the Bible, uh, that we no longer need the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You can find their thought is 1 Corinthians chapter 14. I should have had all this up on the screen. I'm going by memory now. Is when that which is perfect comes that which is in part will be done away with. Right now we look through a glass kind of dimly, but when that which is perfect comes, we will see perfectly and we won't need prophecy. We won't need tongues, um, but love will never cease, but these other gifts will cease. So you have to come to the conclusion that that which is perfect is the Bible. No, no, no. That which is perfect 
uh, is Jesus and John Calvin in his commentary on this passage even said that many commentators, I, I don't, it's kind of a far stretch to say that when that which is perfect comes, that which is in part will be done away with. We have the Bible. Well, we, we still see in part. So are we saying if that is the Bible, that which is perfect is the Bible. Do we see better than Paul? Mm, Cause that's what we're saying. And so see right there, right there, um, the, the, the whole thing falls apart because that which is in, that which is perfect comes is Jesus and he hasn't come yet. So we still need the supernatural spiritual gifts of the Holy Spirit in the church today. How much more, if not now? And that's what kind of drives me crazy here. So let's continue. Listen, uh, maybe even using different terms, but overall to explain that we do affirm certain things. And then also that maybe, maybe there's a bad stigma around it. Yeah. People might have it wrong. There is, there is, Costi. Of course, as you said, the, the word itself has a negative ring to it, so you're kind of beginning behind the eight ball, so to speak. But cessationism is not the belief that God is no longer doing miracles today. If we were going to say that, we'd have to say God is no longer saving. To me, he's getting out of it. This is this is this is a straw man argument. He's basically going to say, no, of course, God's still doing miracles. People are being saved, and the new birth is a miracle. So that's kind of how he gets away with. Oh no, no, we still believe in miracles, but that's that's a straw man argument. Because the greatest miracle is not when someone gets out of a wheelchair or someone's healed of cancer or whatever. The greatest miracle is the new birth. True. So it's it's just nonsensical to say, oh, cessationists don't believe that God is doing miracles today. Absolutely, patently untrue. And when he says that, he knows what we're talking about. We're talking about the supernatural gifts. Nobody's nobody thinks. Uh, it's called continuationism. Those who believe the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the, the, the miraculous gifts, of the Holy Spirit have continued. Nobody makes that charge uh, against against the sensationists that they don't that about salvation being a miracle and things like that. So to me, that was just a way to get out of this sensationism, the belief that God is no longer uh, giving spiritual gifts or you believe that you don't believe in the spiritual gifts. Well, yes, I do. That's another accusation. That's absolutely. another accusation. You don't believe in the gifts. Well, I do believe gifts. in the gifts. Uh, I just no longer believe or I don't believe that the apostolic gifts are still in operation today. The gifts of tongues, interpretation of tongues. And those are two separate gifts, by mm -hmm. the way. A lot of people don't realize that. But mm -hmm. two separate gifts, tongues interpretation of tongues, the gift of miracles, and the gift of physical healing, that those gifts are still operative in the church today. But all the other more normative gifts, the service gifts, teaching, administration, exhortation, uh, giving, hospitality, I very much affirm that all of these gifts are operative in the church today. And one of the points that I would agree, Costi, and I know you share this conviction, share this belief, if... All of the spiritual gifts, including the apostolic gifts, are still in operation in the church today. Then where is the guy with the gift of healing? Where's that guy? Here's where they mess up. They think, because they've never experienced the gifts of the Spirit, they think the gift, hey, if God gives you a gift of healing, that you can go and heal on demand. But if you go back on my YouTube channel and I talk about when God does and doesn't heal, he might not be healing the person. It might be time for them to come, come home. Uh, they're, 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 um, 
physical ailment is a cause of sin and it's not going to be cured until they repent. Uh, it could be God is using it to break them and humble them. Uh, God's sovereign control. He's using it t- to get glory. I mean, we don't know. And so a person with the gift of healing isn't going to walk around and healed, 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 because that's not a gift of healing. That is you becoming God. So the gift of healing is God saying, you know what? I'm going to utilize such and such. And for a certain purpose, you know, he's called me to preach and teach, or he's called others for different. He goes, I'm going to put on them this gift of healing. So as they draw close to me through prayer and fasting and surrender and humility, I'm going to use them in profound and powerful ways to heal people. It might not be every time they pray for someone. It, It might be, they might go a season without experiencing healing because they're trusting in me, not in their gift of healing to turn it on or turn it off whenever they want. So the person who has this gift of healing is going to be used by God to pray for people and intercede for people where healing is going to be the byproduct. And we've seen that at our church more times than I can mention. Now, granted, there's a lot of times where people aren't healed, but to say that, um, you know, where is this person? Well, you, you, you actually are, are Justin are, um, wrongly defining what the gift of healing is. And that's why, you know, I guess they can't understand what it is. And I'm not going to, you know, I don't want it for the sake of time. He didn't mention the prophetic gift of, of prophecy, the gift of wisdom, word of wisdom. So God supernaturally, like Wayne Grudem would say in his book on systematic theology, the word of prophecy is God supernaturally brings something to mind for you to give to someone else that's going to help them in their walk. So the, these are very, I, I can't imagine not having these active in the church today. Now, <clears throat> I don't want a circus environment, that's for sure, but I definitely don't want a cemetery environment. And it, it, it's a healthy church, you know, seeks to find that balance. So let me go on just for a minute here, longer. Yeah. Now, when God gives us spiritual gifts, he gives those gifts for the purpose of edifying the church, building up the body, edifying the church. If you have the gift of teaching, you're to be using that gift regularly in the church. Mm -hmm. If you have the gift of administration, you're to be using that gift regularly in the church. Gift of exhortation, gift of mercy. You're to be using these gifts regularly. Where's the person with the gift of healing? Where's that guy? Where, where? If a person has been given the gift of, of, of teaching, administration, that is an ability. Uh, it's, it's part of their character. It's part of their DNA. It's part of, part of their makeup. So they will teach in any setting, be ready in and out of season. That, that's, uh, that's why they're actually, the Bible defines those as a different type of gift. So when you're talking about now the healing tongues, now you're talking about supernatural, supernatural empowered by the spirit. And those can't be turned on at whim. Uh, now, some would say even with the gift of tongues, um, because, because Paul goes on to say, uh, in, for your, for, if you get time, read 1 Corinthians 12, 13, 14. Paul says, I speak in tongues because it edifies myself. I don't know exactly what I'm saying, but the spirit is interceding. The spirit is encouraging me. The spirit is, is building me up. And so this is, that's why they say a personal prayer language. Uh, it can be, I, I believe, a, a known language outside of, of what you know, but that's a personal gift that God has given you mainly for your edification. So that gift, I believe, is just part of who you are as you're praying and worshiping it. It's who you are. You don't, you don't, it's not, it's not a 
according to God's sovereignty, because you're not speaking in tongues isn't, um, you know, have to do with healing or prophetic words or things like that. So hope that helps. Let's go on to see what he says. Well, they would argue, right, potentially my uncle or even just not to pick on Uncle Benny, but a Bill Johnson or a Bethel church. Yep. They're going to argue, you know, Todd White is going to say, you know, here I am, Justin. Look at what I'm doing. Look at what's happening. So you're wrong. I'm right. Brother, you should come to one of our services. I mean, you've been to Todd Bentley's service as well. Yep. Uh, that's on YouTube. What What would you say to that then if they're saying, well, here I am. I'm I'm doing this. Yeah. Well, they're not because what they're claiming is the gift of healing bears absolutely no resemblance to what we see in the New Testament. Oh, that was painful to even hear. Um, the gifts... When a healing takes place, it's exactly what's going on in the New Testament church. Now, if you're talking about, maybe I'll have Todd White on my podcast at some, uh, some point. We, uh, we, we text now and then, uh, just to, you know, I, I, cause these, some of these people I don't agree with, even Todd Bentley, uh, radical dude. I mean, we've, we've talked before on Twitter. I've encouraged him towards, uh, repentance and getting accountability and things like that. So I'm, I'm trying to be this, this, you know, uh, uh um, just, um, you know, a friend to all these different groups of people and trying to bridge these gaps and, and, and talk these things through and want to have Todd maybe talk about that. But if he's talking about moving the feet, if he's, he thinks there was some manipulation there and if there was, then yeah, it'd be good to talk about that. But see what they do is they use this one little thing to discount millions of miracles around the world, talking to missionaries in China. Oh my goodness. They should read, um, there's a series out by Asia Harvest. Asia Harvest has a whole series on all the different revivals that have been going on in China. Uh, brother, brother Hun, I believe it is, H-U-N, uh, sister Sarah, who spoke at our church. And it's exactly the book of Acts. So what they do is they take one thing or one weird thing at Bethel, you know, and there's some, there's some interesting thing up there. I, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't follow these guys. I just, I've enough going on in my own church and, and the scope of ministry that God has given me. But that is just a blatantly false statement because the healings, genuine healings are exactly to the T what's going on in the book of Acts. But see, that's a straw man argument. What a straw man is you build up this little straw man and then it's easy to knock him down. And so they use these, these examples, um, to, to try to bolster their argument um, and, and why the, the supernatural gifts of the Holy Spirit have ceased. So anyway, I'll probably send this to Todd, see if you, uh, Todd um, White, see if he does explain some of this stuff. So let's see here. There is a documentary American entitled Miracles for Sale. And it was mm-hmm. fast. I don't know if you saw it. I've seen it. Did you see it? I did. And they trained this guy yeah. who's not a Christian, doesn't claim to be a Christian, Spent what was about six weeks with this guy training him in the evangelical faith healing. Lingo. Yeah, I don't know about and that. To, That's not good. Do hypnosis. How to do hypnosis. Right. Yeah. And uh, so after some training, they followed him on the streets of Dallas, Texas, and he went up to people completely at random. You remember that? He heals. He does the. Yeah, does the leg lengthening. Yeah. Exactly. Just mm-hmm. like Todd White does. You know, heals one or lengthens one leg about makes it grow about that much or supposedly. And he had the exact same results, the exact same results. See, it goes back to what I just said. They're using these isolated situations to discount all, all of the New Testament writings about the gifts of the Holy Spirit still in operation. And, um, yeah, the foot thing, I mean, I, I don't know what to do with that. I mean, a clear physical healing is like, you know, what we've seen at our, our church, 
stage four cancer. It's all over her body. You can see it on the MRI and then the elders pray for her. You know, a month later, the scan is clean. I mean, that's, we see that. We see heal. Uh, I remember, um, uh, prayer warrior at our church, you know, Eva Marie prayed for a lady and her, just her back was straight at Pan, Panera Express and walked away. I, I got confirmation from another lady that was there. Um, uh, healing with, um, uh, just completely delivered from alcoholism. Uh, recently, a couple years, a couple months ago, a lady we prayed for others with, um, uh, you know, shrinking of, of, um, malignant tumors and things. And, but then sometimes, you know, I do funerals too of people we've prayed for. And so I just, man, talk about throwing out the baby with the bathwater. I, I don't know how much more of this I can listen to, but let's, let's just see if there's anything else here and then I'll end it here shortly. And this man was not a believer, not a believer, had been training to do this. Right. And was, was knowingly and actively mm-hmm. faking it. That's right. Now, aside from probably the, the absurd objection, which maybe some, some, third waivers would say, well, even in that man's attempt to fake it, you know, the Holy Spirit was using him to kind of put those, you know, that yeah, would yeah. be absurd. Right. In a, in a, you know, aside from that, what are the things that, you know, that he does? I mean, from hypnosis, talk about the power of suggestion as well. Oh, so yes. yeah, going forward, I, you know, I, again, I agree with a lot of Justin Peters and uh, Costi and Todd, uh, Frile, um, and even Phil Johnson, you know, he's just an hour from me down at MacArthur's church, <clears throat> but I agree with some of it, but it's uh, often, it's the attitude behind it. It's it, there's this arrogant condescending in your face. And I think it's like, they can't be more spiritual than me. So the gifts must not exist, but they don't realize we're not saying we're more spiritual than you. We're actually, in many cases, we're more broken. We've been broken by God. We've been humbled by God. We were great sinners and God saved a wretch like me. I was blind, but now I see I was lost, but now I'm found. Oh, wretched man that I am. Like Paul, who will deliver me from this body of sin and death? For with the mind, I serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. And, and we've experienced that. Those who've been forgiven much love much, and we, we fully surrender our lives to God. And God comes and fills us with the spirit. And then he, he gives those gifts to those who are fully surrendered. And so that's my concern with some of these guys is I would never say, you know, they don't have the Holy Spirit. Um, my question would be, do you have all of the Holy Spirit? You know, have you fully surrendered? Are you open? Don't watch videos that are weird and all these things like, you know, go to the Bible, look at the book of Acts, look at Paul's writings. Paul spends three chapters on the book of Corinthians, in the book of Corinthians, talking about how to use the gifts in the church, how to, what they look like. And then now they, they don't apply to us. However, you can go out through church history. Uh, John Knox, you know, his prophetic words to the queen. And, uh, you look at the reformers and Luther Swingley Knox, um, what was the other one there? Uh, Calvin, of course, you know, I don't know how much of the gifts, you know, obviously with tongues and things, but uh, healing, you know, early church fathers, you can read, um, you know, Irenaeus, Ignatius, Polycarp, Justin Martyr, uh, so many different early church fathers to find out a, a little bit more. But just look at the Bible and you look at, you know, God is still moving in those ways today. So uh, if you're what I would do is I would be open. Lord, I want to, I trust you. I don't trust people. I don't like this weird stuff I see. I don't like what some of the churches doing things, but I trust you and I want to be used by you. Lord, show me what is your gift for me and just be open, but be cautious. Does it line up with scripture? It's not too hard. And a lot of times, see, it's interesting. These groups that are against gifts of the Holy Spirit, it's not just that. They're also, you won't talk, hear them talk about fasting very much whatsoever, the deeper life. Of the, of the, of the, of the, the Christian. You won't hear them talk about that. They don't like people too much like Tozer, uh, Ian Bounds on prayer, praying John Hyde, uh, 
Raven Hill. You probably won't hear too much of that. They, they stay away from that deeper life. All night prayer meetings. Nope. Hands raised and hearts lifted up and praises going up and, and there's weeping and crying in the church and God is moving. No, 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 sir. You better get those hands down. And then also, are they at the altar? Um, are they at the altar? Um, and, and when you're at the altar and you're praying, you're crying out to God, there's hour worth of worship, hour and a half worth of worship. Oh man, that's too emotional. That's pure emotionalism. That's not God. No, the problem is you're stuck in this lukewarm, cold, callous religion and you need to be, you need to wake up and, and come out of that state and let the power of God just change you and, and, worshiping for an hour at the altar. That's a bad thing. Give me a break. And so that's my beef. It's not just the gifts of the Holy spirit. It's, it's the whole deeper life. Uh, again, fasting. Uh, we don't really do that anymore. All night prayer meetings at the altar, emotional worship. No, it's gotta be, you know, it's gotta be an old hymn. Uh, and then we stand and we listen to an old hymn. Maybe we hear a guy on a, on a trumpet, you know, and then we hear another old hymn. We sit down, we just stay there for the teaching for an hour. And then we might hear one old hymn and we go eat. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's the new Testament church folks. It's sad. It's really sad. So anyway, I hope that helps. But again, Want to mention, I really appreciate Justin Peters and, uh, and, uh, and Benny, uh, not Benny, <laughs> Benny's nephew. I think he is Benny's nephew, uh, Costi Hen. But if you talk to Costi Hen, I mean, if, if you talk to Michael Culianos, Culianos, who is married and Michael's got a powerful ministry. I remember people told me, yeah, I don't listen to that guy, you know, in Florida and he's part of, he's part of Benny. Hinn. I guess he married Benny Hen's daughter. Uh, I don't think we should judge people based on who they married. My goodness. Give me a break. Now, if they're teaching false doctrine, absolutely. But, you know, so I turn on Michael to kind of like, you know, let's, you know, and then man is powerful, powerfully, powerfully used of God. The worship services are powerful. And so I just think, you know, it's brother shooting brother, sister shooting sister. The, the war right now is continuationism, believing the supernatural gifts have continued and cessationists. They just keep, well, not so much continuationist. You really don't hear them bashing sensationists as much as you see sensationists. But you look at the stuff on, on, you know, on YouTube and it's, it's embarrassing. It really is embarrassing. Uh, but we should never apologize, uh, you know, for the power of the Holy Spirit. So hope that helps. If you've enjoyed this episode of Idleman Unplugged, be sure to send us your ideas and topics for future episodes of the podcast. You can send us an email at westsidechristianfellowship.org or shaneidleman.com. Thank you for listening to us today and join us again on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Eidelman Unplugged. For more information, visit us at shaneidelman.com. Again, that's shaneidelman.com. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app.
El Paseo Publications proudly supports the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network. We are committed to quality and Christian publication. Free ebooks can be found at westsidechristianfellowship.org under free ebooks. Books such as What Works for Men and What Works for Young Adults will help readers understand that the obstacles ahead are never greater than God's power to take you through. Books such as What Works When Diets Don't and Feasting and Fasting demonstrate how health can be achieved from a biblical perspective. Other free books such as Answers for a Confused Church and Desperate for More of God show the importance of fully surrendering our lives to Christ. And One Nation Above God is a must-read for anyone concerned about the direction of America. Again, free downloads of these ebooks are available at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We are happy about partnering with the Westside Christian Fellowship Radio Network.